0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus entered a village where a woman whose name was Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary, who sat beside the Lord at his feet listening to him speak. Martha, burdened with much serving, came to him and said, Lord, Do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. The Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from her. The Gospel of the Lord. If I had a dollar for every time someone told me, Father, you know, the truth of it is, is I'm just a Martha and I'm not a Mary, so I'm just going to be consigned to working and those sorts of things, and I'm just not going to pray. If I had a dollar for every time someone said that to me, I'd be a rich man, and I don't think we'd ever have to do a fundraiser for the school again. But unfortunately, I don't get a dollar the reality is, is that's a really false understanding of our gospel today. Our Lord Jesus Christ did not condemn those who work in our gospel. If that was the truth then our Lord condemned himself because he himself worked pretty hard throughout his gospel life. He would spend whole days healing and casting out demons. He was so exhausted one day he had to sit next to a well and speak to a woman from Samaria. He had to rest because he labored hard. So many of his parables talk about labor. So, our Lord Jesus Christ was not saying to those of you who are busy, well, you failed, good luck, try again. No, what our Lord Jesus Christ is saying, we should actually listen. Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will will not be taken from her. Our Lord didn't say, Martha, Martha, you crazy woman, just sit down and relax a little bit. You should stop working. I didn't hear that. He didn't say, Martha, Martha, you just need to stop. He said, Martha, Martha, you're anxious and worried about many things. It wasn't about what she was doing. It was about how she was going about it. See, my brothers and sisters, the full reality of the church's teaching about all of this is that human labor is good, sanctifying, and dignifying. It is by our labor that we are expressing the dignity of mankind. The church is teaching from the time of Christ, and actually even before that, is good human labor is something we should strive after, so good working environments, just wages, all the rest the church has fought for, because we know that the heart of every man and woman desires to accomplish a task and take pride in it. We were created to create. We're created in the image of a God who works for six days and rests for one. Labor is good and should be made holy. Do you believe that your labor, no matter what it is, maybe you're a stay-at-home mom or dad or you work as a teacher or maybe you're a banker, or factory worker, or construction worker, it doesn't matter what you do. Do you believe that your job can be sanctified? filled with God's presence himself and is something that should lead you closer to God himself. Because if there's any part of your life, if you think, well, I just clock in, clock out, and I get my paycheck and that's all it's worth, you're missing out on a major chunk of your day and your week that can be given to him. You see, where Martha went wrong was she was concerned and anxious and worried about many things. She was invited to worry about only one thing, So if we understand first and foremost that work is not only good but also necessary as an expression of human dignity, then we can understand the second truth from St. Paul. In our second reading, St. Paul told us very clearly about the gift and the truth of redemptive suffering. No matter how big or small, your suffering, physical, moral, emotional, spiritual, of all kinds, can be united to him. I fill up in my body the sufferings that are lacking in the body of Christ. And it's not because Jesus failed somehow and didn't finish off the sufferings necessary for us to be saved. Not at all. He did it once and for all. But the beautiful gift of our God is he says, guess what? I'm not going to save you without you. I'm not just going to apply my precious blood to you and just let you be totally separated from me. No, he invites us into the mission of salvation. He invites us into the mission of saving souls. Because he says, you're good enough and worthy of it. So we accept his grace and his love. We participate in the saving mysteries that he offers us. And then we work with him for the salvation of the world. People's salvation is not dependent upon us. But we definitely can do our part to assist them. So... If work is sanctifying and work is holy, and everything we do, big or small, is actually redemptive, St. Therese of the has this great line, I think it's in in, uh, The Story of a Soul. She says that someone could pick up a pin off the floor, and if done with enough charity, could save countless souls, and be even greater than founding a hospital and saving hundreds of people from illness. Do you believe that? Do you believe that your littlest actions, united to Him and His love, can really transform the world? Because if you do, then every moment of your work can be sanctified. But that gets us down to the practical question. How do you sanctify the every moment of your day? How, when you're sitting in front of a computer screen, you're frustrated, your bosses are telling you to do different things, and your coworkers are just on your nerves, you don't know what to do? How do you not become like Martha? Martha, Lord, do you not care that my boss is a jerk and that my co-worker over here is getting on my nerves? Tell them to fix these things. Lord, do you not care about how I'm suffering here in my cubicle or how hard I work and these other guys just slack off the whole time? Tell them to work. See, where Martha went wrong was not in telling the Lord her complaints, but was telling the Lord how to fix them. She was just fine. Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? I am overwhelmed is what that says. Then she went wrong when she said, now tell her to help me. And then Jesus probably smiled and laughed a little bit and said, don't tell me what to do. I know better than you. He knows better than us. He doesn't ask us to give him the solution, he asks us to give him the problem and then let him work out the solution. So, when you're frustrated at work and anxiety is high and you're all the rest, I encourage you to do something very simple. Just say the name of Jesus until the anxiety calms down. I can give you a practical example even from this day. This morning, humanity got the best of me and I woke up later than I intended. A joyful moment, especially on a busy Sunday. And I woke up in one of those places where you're just like, okay, well, the day's over. I already just failed right off the beginning. I won't be able to accomplish the tasks I know I need to get done before these three Sunday Masses. But as I was brushing my teeth and I felt the anxiety increasing, I was just like, this isn't what the Lord wants. So I stopped, and thankfully, since I was in seventh grade, been taught this simple practice to start saying the name of Jesus. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. I know your plan is better than mine, and if I don't accomplish something, I didn't need to accomplish it. And if I do accomplish something, it's only by your grace. There's a great example of this within the uh, tradition of the church, so many different examples in the lives of the saints. There's one lady named Mother Yvonne Ami. She became this very young superior of a huge religious order, hundreds of nuns. And there's a lot of backbiting and people talking against each other in just an unhealthy convent. She asked our Lord what she should do to help heal that. He revealed to her a simple little prayer. Jesus, King of love, I trust in thy merciful love. Jesus, King of love, I put my trust in thy merciful love. Jesus, King of love, I put my trust in thy merciful love. She taught this to her sister. She said, whenever you're frustrated, you don't know what's going on, just say that prayer until you have calm and peace in your heart. Within a month, it was transformed. It's amazing what will happen if we stop trusting in ourselves, stop telling God how to fix our problems, and start actually trusting him to do it. Jesus, King of love, I put my trust in thy merciful love. So as you go about your day, remember to have daily prayer. You have to learn his voice. You have to become used to it. And that's only possible by daily encountering it. You have to learn these, what we call in the tradition, ejaculatory prayers. Prayers that come from the heart at any moment. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, King of merciful love, I put my trust in thy merciful love. These prayers keep us constantly connected to him. Because the one secret to holy work is to just simply remember him. When all the chaos and the noise of your life seems to overwhelm you, your simple task as a Christian is... Not to figure it all out, but to remember Him. And then He'll figure it out for you. The final task before you to do this well is gratitude. We must be grateful every day. If you don't end your day with some way to look back at how you're grateful to how God has been with you, then forgetting gratitude is forgetting God. If we don't look back at our day and see the ways that He's blessed us, we lose sight of how He's blessed us. So we must end our day with gratitude. Daily prayer, ejaculatory prayers throughout the day, and gratitude. Remember him. And then indeed, my brothers and sisters, you won't be Martha in how you work, but you will work. And it will be hard, and it will try you. But indeed, as you work, you will be like Mary, because you've chosen the better part, the one thing that is necessary, our Lord Jesus Christ. He loves you, my brothers and sisters. He loves you as his sons and daughters. Do not be afraid of the labor, because our Lord Jesus Christ is with you in it all.